going back and like probably telling 10 year old me, I probably wouldn't believe myself, you know, that I auditioned for Liam Neeson or worked with 50 Cent or auditioned for Spielberg. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Joe Vore podcast, Way She Goes podcast network. We are blessed to have a very special guest today, Idris Valu, actor, face of Particle for Men. He, you know him from some previous projects we're going to get into, and he's going to be the new star of the feature horror thriller film, The Dead Place. We're going to get into all of that today. Idris, thanks so much for taking the time, man. It's been a long time coming. It's great to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. How are you? Great, man. Great, great. I know you're living it up in L.A. right now, escaping the, uh, the cool, bipolar, weird, all four seasons in one day, uh, East Coast weather. I understand that as a Midwest kid yeah. myself. So I want to, I want to get into this to, to start, you know, just real simple. I mean, you're not an old guy at all. What are you 17 or 18 years old right now? I mean, so you've had some early success with this acting thing, but I kind of want to go even further back. I mean, what's sort of your acting origin story? You know, what was that movie, that show, that, that play, you know, what, what was that thing that, that you saw, you know, what was the influence that kind of sparked you? Like, oh, I would like to do something like this. And what was it like, you know, when you, when you kind of started doing it, taking a class, whatever it was that got you interested and made you think, I want to keep doing this. Maybe I could actually be good at this and actually do this as a career. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I always felt like I was definitely different when it came to creativity and all that stuff as a kid and everything, you know, when someone would see just, a regular toy and they'd, you know, start fighting and stuff. I would create an entire story behind it and create characters and all that. But I definitely sparked in me when I got my first job in this feature film. I believe I was background at first and they ended up giving me lines out of nowhere. And I don't know, I, just, I loved it since then. I mean, just the cameras, the direction, the everything, just saying the lines and everything. And after I started doing these auditions and stuff, it just I started just kind of getting more into it. And, you know, as a few of these articles, I said, my father's always wanted to kind of be an actor as well. So I think that's what also was in me as well. You know, that, that's kind of what inspired it as well. I kind of inherited that from him wanting to jump into the industry. So that's something I, I didn't know. And it's pretty interesting. So go back to that that first project you were on set for as, you know, a background extra or whatever it was like, yeah. what was the name of that? Where was that? And I mean, th that's crazy. How do you end up going from someone that's, you know, got to look over like this for six hours and get a free lunch to all of a sudden, hey, hey, dude, say say these lines. Like, how did all that come about? What was, tell, tell me about that. That's, that's incredible. You know, I barely remember it. I, how old I were you? I remember I was like at least 10, maybe oh, 13, wow. actually. Okay. You know, 13. That was definitely 13. And this was at a time where like between 13 and like 16, I wasn't too sure if I wanted to do it still. But I don't know. I, just, I remember it was, I think it was like a Led Zeppelin thing. It was like a featured film or something like that. And I was supposed to be just background. And I was under the impression that I was just going to like sit there, you know, maybe make a facial expression or something. And they wanted to make a change and everything. So they ended up giving me like two or three lines to say. And that's just kind of how it went. I was like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's kind of how it went. You're 10 years old. Like, let me call my agent first. Let's make sure we get the, uh, <laughs> the proper compensation. No, man, that's, 
that's crazy. That's super, uh, super interesting. I'm sure, you know, 10 year old, you know, Led Zeppelin, that's obviously your area of mu music. So I'm sure you were super into it, but, uh, man, that's, that's crazy. So, and, and as that's kind of continued and, and gone on, you, you know, when we talked about, you know, your, your friends, your friends kind of, kind of found out about this, you know, a little bit delayed, I guess, after you've, you know, yeah. become more established, but eventually, you know, you do so much, uh, you know, the cat's kind of out of the bag when your friends and maybe people at school kind of started to realize and find out what you were doing. Was there some, was there some pushback there? Were they, were they surprised? Did it catch them off guard? I mean, what was that like to everyone adjust? Like all of a sudden, you know, Idris is, I know you're a humble guy, you're a down to earth guy, but to them, maybe it kind of catches them off guard. Like, whoa, he's doing all these big professional things. And I'm just thinking, you know, what's, what's for, uh, is it going to be a good school lunch or a bad school lunch today? Yeah. I mean, everyone took it differently. I can't say that, you know, everybody was nice about it because obviously some people take it a little more harshly, but yeah, I mean, it's it definitely like, I think it was something that a lot of people took to a surprise, especially because I never really told anybody what I was doing. It was something that I completely hid from everybody, not because I was ashamed of it or anything, but just because I felt like it wasn't important to tell everyone about, you know, what I was doing or my success or anything like that. So when the word started getting out and everything, and I started doing a few of these bigger projects and getting, you know, more of this stuff, it definitely, I got a whole like bunch of different reactions towards it. Some good, some bad. And I just kind of took it with like a grain of salt and just said, you know, accepted it. You know, some people are going to take it bad and that's okay. It's not because they're bad people. I think it was more so just because, you know, they didn't really expect it. And that's the way they express their emotions towards it. Right. So let's kind of talk about this early success in these projects that we've, that we've been alluding to here. So obviously you did a comedy central project with Aquafina, the, the stars project power with, uh, with 50 cent, which is obviously very cool. We already mentioned at the top face of particle, uh, for men, you've walked at these fashion weeks, um, your, your recent award that you're going to be receiving congrats, uh, by the way, down there in Atlanta, the inspirational woman supporter award. Um, yeah. And then, so, and then of course, the upcoming project, the dead place, uh, you know, when you're, when you're working with these people, like especially 50 cent, I mean, what was it like being on that set? Obviously you're on stars. Um, I heard there was some pretty, uh, was there some basketball games going on? Like what, what's it like being on sets with these, uh, you know, with these people for, for long hours and working on these, these big projects and, and, and things like that. I mean, it's an experience in itself and you know, I cannot be more grateful for it. Um, I, we did, we did play a game of basketball. I remember in between sets, there were um, a few breaks and stuff because I, I think they had to rehearse their lines or kind of, I forgot what it was specifically, but we had this like 25 to 30 minute break and we just started playing some basketball, playing, playing a few games and stuff. And, you know, like it was just a whole lot of fun because, you know, we were kind of bonding and everything at the same time of work and everything as well so like it was definitely a whole lot of fun to be on set of power and everything and it was a lot of fun to meet obviously 50 cent and everything as well you know very nice guy very big guy yeah. but uh yeah yeah he, he's a legend what's your what's your game like did you have did you have good game i hope 50 cents better at basketball than throwing a baseball we've all seen that first pitch it's not great 
I'm definitely not a basketball guy. I'm like, I'm, I'm not a sports guy in general. I, you know, I'm, 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 I would like to say I'm athletic, but basketball is not my forte. Gotcha. So it was like, get the ball, find 50, get the ball, just pass it to someone else. Yeah. 50 cent. Yeah. That's right. Get it to him in the low post and try not. Exactly. I like it. I like it. I love that. Uh, but you know, it wasn't always, you know, and I'm not saying it's easy now, but you always didn't have the success, you know, kind of go, go back and talk about your, you know, your, your family's uphill battle to, to not only just, you know, establish themselves in this country, but to get to this country uh, and, and, you know, build up the, the successful business that they have today. I know, you know, you were, you were young when a lot of this was going on. I mean, as you've gotten older, are you able to look back and really realize like, wow, I am so lucky, you know, my, my, my family really fought like hell to, to get here and then fought like hell again to build up, you know, the life that they have, that they have today. I mean, what, what was that whole process like? And, you know, with, with this early success, do, do you really look at back at that? And does, is it even that much more, you know, uh, you know, thankfulness and even a little bit sweeter knowing how tough the road was to, to pave, to get here? Yeah. I mean, I cannot be any more grateful for my parents. Like I just, I've been blessed with such amazing parents and everything. And my father, he obviously fought to get into this country and he did everything in his power to support us and to make sure that we were always happy. My parents, you know, never once do I remember in my childhood where we as kids were worrying about anything. My parents always made sure that we were happy and got everything we wanted, even when they were struggling as well. So, I mean, I cannot be any more grateful for that. Even my mother, you know, when my father unfortunately had to go back to his country, my mother also followed him, not knowing if she would ever even come back to America. So, I mean, that is a sacrifice on its own. And that is something I'm grateful for because it shows how much she's willing to do for us. And I mean, just all I hope is one day that I can, you know, return the favor and, you know, yeah. Absolutely. And, and uh, your mom's great. We met when, you know, a month ago when we talked on the Zoom. So it was really cool being able to, you know, put the face to the name and the story there. Uh, but let's let's kind of transition in, into this now. Let's talk about a couple legends that you've had some some close encounters with, with here. Let, let's start with with Spielberg. Obviously, uh, his new project, The Fable, uh, The Fablesman, uh, you know, just you know, they're, they're going through their premiere process and everything, but you were on his radar, you know, you were, you know, in, in consideration to play this role that was, that was based on him. He handpicked, you know, a couple handful of actors, not many people, and you were one of them. You're in contention there. Can you just talk about what that process was like, uh, you know, just to f- have that, you know, cause you know, you, you, this is an up, up and down roller coaster thing. You know, there's times where you feel good. There's times where things don't work out. There's times where you're unsure of yourself, times where you surprise yourself. I mean, does that feel good to kind of, even though you don't get it and it's tough, but to get that recognition, uh, like, okay, I'm actually, I am on to something here. If I'm, you know, getting the approval of someone like Steven Spielberg, who arguably is one of the, you know, on the Mount Rushmore of the entire, you know, history of show business. Yeah, I mean, it was an honor in itself just to audition for Spielberg, especially to be one of the one of the 10 actors to audition. You know, because I know there's a lot of amazing actors who auditioned as well. And, you know, they tried their best as well. But 
yeah, like I said, I mean, it was an honor in itself. And of course, you know, you're nervous for that because this is somebody you grew up watching, you grew up basically with. I mean, you've watched all his movies and like it's someone that you're really inspired by and to audition for him. Obviously, you want the role and everything, but I took it where I already lost the role and it was just an opportunity to get in front of Spielberg. And honestly, the fact that he even saw me and the fact that he even saw my audition was enough for me. And, you know, just congrats to the kid who got the role and everything. But I mean, it was, just, it was an honor in itself, just the fact that Spielberg wanted to see my audition and actually gave me a chance. So when he saw your audition, was this in person or was this a tape? This was a tape because this was during COVID. Okay. Yeah, it was during COVID. So this was a tape and everything. And that kind of also played with me psychologically because I didn't know what they were thinking. I had no in-person feedback or anything. So I just kind of had to wing it basically, you know, like they gave, they give you a script. You kind of have to take the script, do what you need with it. And you audition and that's it. You don't know what they're saying. You don't know that how they're reacting and it's all, sort of nerve wracking, definitely nerve wracking. Yeah. Can you kind of talk about that process? Cause the, you know, music acting, I saw it in, you know, at a very low level, you know, being in, you know, a high school symphonic band, but when we would go to competition, right, there's no, and you're being, you know, judged and judged and critiqued. It's not like, here's the 100% correct way to do this thing. You have to make an interpretation on the music you know, in your instance for the script, you may nail it and put together a really good audition. But if you're not quite the look, you may nail it and have a great audition. But if it's not quite what they're looking for, it doesn't mean you were any worse. It just doesn't quite kind of fit that mold. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Can, it's it's more yeah. so it's more so where if they see the character in you, they see the character in you. It's not necessarily something you can control. And obviously, like you said, you know, like you could be perfect on every level. And you could be a, like an amazing actor, but if, if they don't see that character in you, then it's kind of doesn't really matter. Because the point of casting directors is they're looking for that character. And when you take this audition, this audition, and when you have that those few lines you're supposed to say, you have no script and you don't know what the story is about. So you're supposed to make everything up as you go, create a backstory, create an ending and create a whole arc for your character as well. So it's kind of all up to you. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to wrap up with another legend, Liam Neeson. You had the opportunity to audition for his new movie, Retribution. Again, I mean, is it just amazing to, to know whether it's in person or they're seeing your tapes like, oh my God, the, the Taken guy. Every, I mean, even if you've never seen the movie, you know, the he's so memeable. Just one of those guys where you're like, Everyone knows who Liam Neeson is. And is, is that just, I mean, are you ever, I mean, you're in it and you're doing it. So maybe you can't quite fully, you know, that there's too much work to be done to be like, oh my God, this is surreal. But do you ever have a second to like lean back and be like, wow, this is surreal that I've had the opportunity to, you know, work with 50 Cent, work with, you know, on Aquafina's project, you know, do, do all of this stuff, have the opportunity to get in front, even if it's just a tape of Spielberg and Liam Neeson, do you ever, are you able to ever take a second and be like, Oh my God, if I told 10 year old me, 13 year old me, uh, you know, uh, uh, as I'm saying my first couple of lines as a background actor that in a few years I'd be doing this. I mean, do you ever allow yourself to, to do that? You know, honestly, 
like with everything happening and everything happening so quickly, you kind of don't like you don't really realize it until you sit down and have absolutely nothing to do because then it kind of comes back to you like, dang, I did that. But yeah, I mean, it was an honor once again, auditioning for Liam Neeson, someone that you saw your entire childhood. And yeah, I mean, going back and like probably telling 10 year old me, I probably wouldn't believe myself, you know, that I auditioned for Liam Neeson or worked with 50 Cent or auditioned for Spielberg and, you know, worked with Aquafina and whatnot. So yeah, I mean, it's definitely a surreal thing that I, I don't know, I haven't fully taken in yet. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Well, one day when you've done a bunch more stuff, you'll be able to look back and be like, man, that was, that was pretty cool. Yeah, hopefully we'll see. Absolutely. Well, Idris, thank you so much, man, for joining us. Uh, you know, I, I'm so excited for people to, you know, you, you got stuff that's out there. So everyone go check him out. Dead place coming up. And uh, yeah, man, that's great. Really, really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. Thank you.